0: Let's get dangerous as we review Darkwing Duck classics straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Darkwing Duck was a 1990s superhero cartoon uh, series set in the same universe as DuckTales. So everyone in the world was an anthropomorphic animal with a predominance of ducks and dogs. Darkwing was very popular in the 1990s, and in 2010 got the first of two comic book reboots, Uh, the first, of course, being with Boom Studios. Later, the series would have a run with Joe Books. However, during the brief time that Boom Studios had the license, they released a volume called Darkwing Duck Classics, and this collected comic book material from the early days of Darkwing Duck on the air in the 1990s. So we take a look at this out-of-print volume. The book uh, begins with Darkwing Duck's miniseries. It was a four-part miniseries for Disney Comics that they really did envision becoming a longer-running series, but there were financial problems at Disney Comics, and so that didn't work out. The mini-series was based on the two-part pilot episode for the series called Darkly Dawns the Duck. And they actually made that the title of the first chapter in the four-part series, but they called the overall title of the book "Brawl and the Family," which to me is just not as good a title. Sounds pretty generic and could apply to a lot of things. While "Darkly Dawns the Duck" sets the uh, mood of this superhero story, but at any rate, in the story, Darkwing Duck is a crime fighter uh, who has some pretty good success against small-time criminals. The important employee- The important thing to understand about Darkwing Duck, uh, both in the comic and in the cartoon, is that he is a cartoon character in the true sense of the word. Uh, It's a situation where if you drop an anvil on Darkwing Duck, he will be more likely to turn into an accordion for a second, and uh, then resume his normal shape, as opposed to, well, dying, as most of us would. With that said, Darkwing is a terror to criminals, but he's not a terror to big enough criminals to really earn a place of prominence. And that's something that Darkwing Duck uh, wants. And fortunately for him, Taurus Bulba is plotting an evil plan that will allow uh, Darkwing to gain some prominence. Taurus Bulba is a bull, a criminal, and he's locked up in prison. However, he's also running his evil base from behind bars, just changing into his prison uniform when the warden's coming around. And he wants his men to steal the Waldemeyer Ramrod, a device with the power to alter the gravity of objects and with which he plans to commit a major crime wave and uh he manages to succeed in having his men steal the Ramrod because Darkwing does a lot of showboating while trying to stop them. And uh, it's also during this time that Darkwing runs into Launchpad McQuack. Uh, Launchpad McQuack was a major character in the TV series DuckTales. Uh, But here he's on his own and really a fan of Darkwing Duck and wants to be a sidekick, which I guess shows his ambitions have gone down a notch since the days of DuckTales when he was always wanting to be a hero. But at any rate, uh, he tries to help DW. Things don't work out and Darkwing uh, blames Launchpad for the failure. Uh but even with the ramrod that's not going to allow Taurus Bulba to control it because he needs uh to get the codes. And it's thought that the codes actually belong to the one uh person who uh the um Waldemeyer would have told, his granddaughter Goslin, And so they set out to kidnap her from the orphanage, but Darkwing is on their trail and kidnaps Goslin from them before they can get her away and uh, interrogate her. And uh, they go ahead and run away from the criminals and emerge in Darkwing's headquarters where he hides her out while he tries to figure out what's going on. And so, ostensibly, the story is about uh, Darkwing trying to prevent the Ramrod from uh, coming under Taurus Bulba's control. But it's actually a bit of a character journey for Darkwing. As the story opens, he wants to be a major crime fighter, but he is really full of himself. Uh, he's not receptive or kind to Launchpad's offer of help and has an attitude that he can do everything on his own, and that he is amazing, and that everyone needs to think he's wonderful. However, as he spends time with Goslin, he really begins to like her and to care about her a great deal so much that he's ready to risk everything to save her. And it is really a story about that journey to becoming a better and true hero. And that sets up the TV series and makes him somebody that you can uh, care about. Of course, some of the traits that Darkwing had would still be present. Uh, the tendency towards egotism. Uh, certainly, that... W- it is a part of his uh, character, but it's a bit more restrained, and he's a bit more likable and more likely to see it as a f- true fault. The comic remains almost completely to the original story. I think the only thing that gets changed is the timing at which uh, Darkwing realizes that uh, Professor Waddlemeyer secretly gave uh, Goslin the code and is able to uh, decipher it. But other than that, they capture all the great moments and the emotion from the cartoon. It's really, really nice Disney art. My favorite example in this story comes from a scene where Taurus Bulba is reacting to his men's suggestion that they wait rather than stealing the ramrod off a train. In the cartoon, he really uh, goes through this motion where he seems to start out really calm about the prospect before getting furious at the stupidity of the suggestion of uh, standing around and waiting to steal this until the army can take possession of it. The way they did it in the book and showed his changes in emotion was really clever. Uh, it starts on a small panel at the top of the page, and then the middle of the page is this panel with four versions of Taurus Bulba in four different uh, shades of suit, each with a different expression, leading to the point of being furious, and, uh, they do some just great things with shading, and that is such a cool choice. I really like that. Um, I like Dark Lee Dawns the Duck, the TV episode, and other than the family, I really enjoy the comic adaptation of it. Now that's the first 100 pages of the book, and there's 160 in the book, so what is in the remaining pages? Well, they've actually gone ahead and collected Darkwing Duck stories from Disney Adventures. Now, if you weren't a kid in the 1990s, Disney's Adventures was an incredibly uh, cool magazine. I I managed to get my parents to buy me a copy a couple of times. And you would have a Disney character on the cover along with a celebrity. And they'd have interviews and news on kids' TV shows and movies and fun facts. And then you would have uh, comics with your favorite Disney characters in there. Darkwing Duck appeared in 35 of these strips and four of them are collected in this book. Due to the nature of Disney adventures and the fact that generally one character would tend to have more pages in a book, the lengths of the stories are a bit inconsistent. Uh, we've got uh, two stories essentially that are practically uh, full comic book length, and then there are two stories that are just eight pagers. So we'll go ahead and just talk about these four stories, which are just a thrill to see in print. Uh, the first story is Let's Get Fiscal. And here I'll explain something about Darkwing Duck's world. Darkwing Duck was not originally conceived of as a superhero. He was conceived of as a spy, a spy named Double Duck. Then they decided to go with a superhero series, but they kept a lot of the plots from the original story. So you have kind of an interesting... Uh, Situation where there are two types of episodes on Darkwing Duck. There are the typical superhero episodes that are set in St. Canard, where he's fighting regular supervillains. And then you have the episodes where he is working as an agent of the uh, secret organization known Shush and fighting their uh, evil rival's foul, the fiendish organization for world larceny led by their chief agent, Steelbeak. And you have that same sort of bifurcation in this book, as we have a story open with Jay Gander Hooter, the head of Shush, assigning Darkwing to be bodyguard to a former accountant from Fowl, who has come over to Shush's side after his calculator was hit by a duplicate array that... Fowl was experimenting on, and it endued the calculator with the power to actually uh, perform different operations, such as multiplication, division, subtraction, and addition. However, Darkwing is ambushed by Eggman, and the calculator is captured and falls into Steelbeak's hands. It's weird to talk about a rooster having hands. But anyway, it does, and he's about to totally destroy uh, Darkwing through a simple operation when he is suddenly shrank, and it's because the accountant has declared that he's defeated Steelbeak with an audit. Okay, even by Darkwing Duck standards, this story was just nonsensical, and to be honest, a bit dumb. On TV, Darkwing Duck did quirky, weird things, and they were funny. Here, this is just kind of stupid. I don't know what it means to do an audit and how that gave him magic powers, given the guy didn't have the calculator. But this was only an eight-page story in this book. So as bad as it is, it's only eight pages. Then we have Liquid Diet, which is more of a book link story. And in it, the Liquidator, uh, who is Darkwing Duck's liquid-based opponent, has declared he's going straight. And he is selling a very popular brand of sports drink. However, Darkwing suspects something is up and goes to investigate. This story really did read like a mini-episode of the TV series and had a lot of the same beats. And that, I think, does make it work as a pretty successful uh, tie-in story. It was fun and had a few nice twists in it. Turnabout is foul play, finds Steelbeak ready to fire a beam at Darkwing to turn Darkwing evil. And he fires, and it works, but it doesn't quite work out how Steelbeak was expecting. Because even though Darkwing Duck has turned evil, his evil actions are actually against Facilities that are controlled by foul. It's a funny story. I do think the ending is and the way that it's resolved with Darkwing is just a bit abrupt. But other than that, I thought that was a pretty fun story. The Found World finds Darkwing uh, pretty bummed out that the city of Saint Canard is actually going through a period of low crime and doesn't need him. So Goslin suggests they go on a uh, vacation, and Launchpad, being a pilot, offers to fly them. However, Launchpad being Launchpad, he gets them dropped out of the plane and into the midst of a mysterious jungle. Uh, This story doesn't do a whole lot, but it is kind of cute with a nice little twist at the end. It was uh, enjoyable enough and had a few really nice moments in it. Overall, except for uh, Let's Get Fiscal, which again was just eight pages of a 160-page book, this book was really quite enjoyable. If you're a fan of Darkwing Duck, I'd encourage you to find this wherever or however you can. It's a must-read, and I'll give that a rating of classy. Now, if you can't get a hold of the whole book... If you go to the Internet Archive at archive.org, the uh, comic collection Darkwing uh, Duck Capes and Capers is actually available as something that you can check out for two weeks and read. And it's a giant-sized comic book that collects three of the four stories that are in Darkwing Duck Classics, plus it collects another uh, story as well, and so you can read these that way. All right, well, that will do it for today. If you do have a comment, send it to me, ClassyComicsGuy, at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ClassyComicsGuy. And be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.